Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Soulful Connections with Sam Black. Here, you will find opportunities for healing, renewal, and insightful conversation. Sam is an international psychic medium, trainer, and wellness coach, and is your answer for filling the soul. Good morning and welcome to Soulful Connections. I'm your host, Sam Black, and I am so excited to be welcoming my very special guest, Sandra Champlain, this morning. Uh, Sandra, in addition to being an absolutely beautiful soul, has done so much work in helping others understand that we don't die, that there is life on the other side. Now, in addition to her book, she also has a radio show, which I've been I've had the utmost pleasure of being a part of um, with actually over 300 hours of interviews. It's just incredible. She has so many amazing guests. I really encourage you to check that out on YouTube, on her website, on iTunes, We Don't Die. Um, Absolutely incredible. And there's more than enough content. It'll get you to and from work for the next two years, I think. It's got so much amazing content there. And a lot of really insightful content that will, you know, really get you thinking and exploring what your beliefs are and how they fit in with the research that she has um, helped to share. So without further ado, Sandra, welcome to Soulful Connections. Hi, Sam. Thank you so much. I'm so delighted to talk to you. I'm so excited to have you here. Now, we did have a little bit of technical difficulty before the show, so Sandra's called in, so I know she's a little quieter than usual, but I know that it'll be totally worth listening, and you'll be able to hear her just fine. So, Sandra, how have you been doing? Sam, I've been great. I've been busy. I've been trying to juggle a day job, which I'm a caterer, with my passion, which is finding out the latest and greatest evidence of the afterlife and sharing it because as I think many people that are involved in listening to your show, we come together because we've experienced grief. So anything I can do to help ease the pain and share is a big deal. So I've been keeping busy with that. Done a couple of live events now and things are good. You know, so I'm really just looking to how it goes in the forward forward in the future, twenty twenty going. Uh, coming up soon, and to my, I guess my passion is how to get to the most amount of people with this information that is really so vital and important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, I love that you talk about that commonality that we all seek this information from that commonality of having experienced grief and you know having this human experience. I I think it would be rare to say that someone hasn't at some point experienced grief um, and certainly grief through the passing of a loved one. And can you share a little bit with the listeners if this is their first time being introduced to you? I know it won't be their last, but um, their first time. Can you share a little bit about your journey and what brought you to this place? A little bit about your grieving process. Yeah, definitely I will. And somebody, a friend of mine said that grief is a club that we never asked to belong to. And Mm. I think that's really perfect. But somebody who has experienced grief can definitely talk about it and share. So my journey, actually, the afterlife journey started before I started investigating grief. 
back in mid-90s, I got a huge fear of dying that just seemed to come out of the blue. And it would hit me when my mind was quiet, looking up at the stars, those times I just couldn't handle not having an answer if I go on or not. And I know theoretically if I can be the best person I can be, I shouldn't worry. But, Sam, the fear was unbelievable. So very secretly, I started looking for evidence of the afterlife, reading books, taking courses. I grew up a good Catholic girl, went to church on Sundays, but even just faith alone didn't do it for me. So I eventually, I feel like I cracked the code and found some really good information about the afterlife, even taking a mediumship weekend course myself as a huge skeptic and having accurate information come out of my own thoughts in my own head, my own mouth for people. So that kind of broke open that there was something else available. I very secretly just kept studying for myself very privately because I did believe people that believed in this kind of thing were a little bit of a lunatic, and uh, I never wanted to be one of those woo-woo out there, new age people, so I kept my mouth shut. However, the little voice in my head said, you know, you could help a lot of people if you told them this, and I just always quieted that voice. In 2010, my dad was diagnosed with cancer. Five months later, he died. Just prior to his death and after, I went through the pain of grief, not only suffering the loss of my dad, and we can start experiencing grief before someone passes, and after. Grief can rip apart families. There's often communication battles, um, arguments over belongings and all that, and it's unpredictable because I was part of a very close family, and my siblings and I always agreed if something happened to mom or dad that that would never happen to us. Well, it did happen to us, and not only did the relationships with my siblings end, but I could no longer see my uh, nieces and nephews. So it was an unbelievable amount of grief felt. I went into a very, very dark place. I wasn't suicidal, but I could understand why anyone feeling this bad would want to end it all. I, and I, could, I got total compassion for that. And... It took probably about four years before that big cloud lifted off of me and I started feeling like Sandra again. But because of my dad's death and the grief experienced within just a couple months of him passing, I started recognizing that I am not the same human being as I've been all my life. And I started investigating the world of grief. Why do we grieve? Why does it have to hurt so bad? What would take normal human beings and turn us into such monsters, not listening to each other, fighting, all of that stuff? And I actually found that our brain chemistry changes when we grieve, that the proper functions of all these neurotransmitters that go through our system, uh, we're depleted of them, just like a car uses oil and all kinds of different fluids. If the car is depleted of them, the car doesn't run. Well, these neurotransmitters work very similar in our systems. And without them, there's the anger, there's the sadness, there's lack of communication, lack of understanding, sleepless nights, all that kind of stuff. And simply, Sam, I took everything that I learned and I 
put it into an audio called How to Survive Grief and just started giving it away, free download online. And within time, uh, thousands of people had heard it and just in a couple of months after dad died. And then people started reporting that they chose not to commit suicide because of that audio. And in time, in not much time, I actually had the courage to say, hey, you know what, if I can be brave, if I can share my journey honestly, this information is so vital. Title the book, We Don't Die, have the courage to share what I've learned about the afterlife, slip in a chapter on grief, and then follow it up with, if we don't die, who are we and how to have a powerful life? I thought that would be a, a great way to help many, many people. And then here we are just about six years later, and man, has it really been. It's been incredible, <laughs> incredible journey, because I met you probably three or four years ago. I think four mm-hmm. years. Yeah, about that. And, you know, I know since then, even watching your journey and how many people you've impacted in such a beautiful way, Sandra, it's really um, admirable. And, and I've, I've been so blessed to watch that journey unfold. And I love sending people your way because every time they come back and they're like, thank you for showing me, you know, Sandra's podcast or Sandra's book, because it's helped me so much. And I hear it over and over again. So what a beautiful gift to be on this path where you're able to help so many people. It's just been amazing. Oh, thanks so much. I appreciate that. And just so your listeners know, um, if you go to we don't die radio.com, that's my show for the 300 and some episodes, but there's going to be a little pop-up that says join Sandra's insiders club. It's just my email list, but it says get a few free chapters of my book. We don't die. Here's the secret. It's the whole book. And also that grief audio is included in that also. I don't want money to be a concern for people to get this information. It's so important. If people want to buy the book, great. But if not, read it because it really will take you from believing and having a faith to knowing that your loved ones are around. I mean, I and they are around. They're around us. They love us and they're cheering us on and and they'll be the first to greet us when we close our eyes the last time here on earth and open them in the hereafter and to give people the courage to have a good life and go after their dreams. It's all tied into the message that I'm so passionate about. And it's so beautiful. So know that if you're listening, um, I do have that link right in the bio of the episode and I really encourage you to, to check these out. So Sandra with over 300 episodes, like that is a lot of interviews, a lot of your time and organization. Can you share with us maybe a couple of highlights or a couple of times that were huge aha moments for you when you were interviewing these guests that really made an impact on your journey? Yes. Let me think about that. There's times that I've interviewed and there's also people that I've heard about that I had to go investigate. Can I share both of those? Absolutely. That's Um, so cool. Do it. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, times that I had to investigate were, well, one was where I met you, uh, Tony Stockwell, of course, but I heard about this world of trance and physical mediumship that I thought, no way. You know, like, nah. (laughs) 
have a soul blending with my soul and be able to use my voice and my mouth to speak. It was that that is one of the like game changers for me to realize that it is possible to blend energies. No one takes over our body or anything like that. And since I've met you, I've been to two more courses on trance. <clears throat> I've um, went to the Arthur Finley College twice for two weeks. And the words that have come out of my own mouth, I'm so clear that I'm not the one speaking them because I have to, and of course you and I know that there's a process of quieting the mind, having a prayer involved and everything, and really being in the present moment for a long time. And when I live, try to listen to the words that are coming out, the voice stops. But as soon as I can just pay attention to my breathing and be in present moment, the voice starts again. That was mind blowing. And since then I've done some inspirational writing that I am sitting in front of my computer, got my hands on the keyboard and I have my loving prayer. If anybody wants to blend with me, if there's any words of inspiration and Sam, the best way I can talk about it is if I am hearing a word, as I hear a word in my mind, I type it. Much different than if I'm like the creator of a sentence. I really mm-hmm. am giving it thought. So I will write just whatever words come and then I read it. And they're poetic, they're beautiful, they're, they're things that kind of give goosebumps all over my skin. And there's even been some words and some expressions I've had to look up. So that is extru- that was one of the aha powerful things. The world of physical mediumship is so far out there in my mind that my inner skeptic was saying there's absolutely no way this is possible. And the idea is to have a group of people sitting in a circle, holding hands, singing songs, raising the energy. This is done in the dark, so the skeptical mind says impossible. Um, but having a person who's a physical medium who is somebody who is trained in, well, more than trained, I think they they have a blessing of just having a little different human attributes than we do. They are people that can sit and blend with the spirit world and out from them exudes something called ectoplasm, which I've always been a little bit weirded out to say in public, <laughs> but that the loved ones, etheric bodies can step into them and become real again. And this was so out there, but I, I, I just finally, my curiosity got the best of me, and I had to take a trip to the U.K. to a place called Banyan Retreat and see a young man named Scott Milligan do some of these physical medium seances. And my very first experience was completely beautiful and mind-blowing. I went in afraid because I'm thinking we're sitting in the dark, you know, this is going to be spooky, but we're singing songs like I Will Survive and Jingle Bells and Happy Things. And when the one of the first things that happened is they said the spirit children are here and they'd like to come out and play. And if you could imagine inside of this circle of us singing, there must have been 25 of us, all people that knew each other from the past few days getting together. There was a Christmas tree, and around the Christmas tree, there were probably about 20, 25 gifts all wrapped up. And you could hear all the Christmas presents being unwrapped all at the same time. A lot of the things had glow-in-the-dark 
on them. There were toys. And so as a toy piano was being played, there was a drum being played. You could see toy cars going across the room. It was as if there were 20 invisible children playing with these toys. Really spectacular. And although that's great, what really convinced me is, is the evidence of the afterlife is people's loved ones could speak through one of these ectoplasmic voice boxes and speak to their loved ones again. And although, like I said, highly controversial because it is done in the dark, if you ask any parent who has been into one of these seances and has been reunited with their child, you know it's the real deal. They know specific things that no one else could know. Um, It's really beautiful. So I've now probably been to about 15 or 17 of them and even had Scott Milligan be at my events that I've had in America because it really is another great evidence of love and and, um, life after death. That is incredible. And, and I really want to highlight, you know, you, you've, you've said outright, you were skeptical because I know some people listening, they're like, are you for real right now? What's going on? Right. So I love that you're openly admitting, you know, I didn't necessarily know or believe what was going to happen. However, you can't disprove it. And it was such an experience that you're left with no choice but to believe in that experience. Nobody's nobody's getting rich off these either. See, if I was doing things and it was $10,000 or whatever, uh, and believe me, there are people in the world that claim to have possessed this ability and they're, it's insanely expensive how much they charge and they are producing what's called apports, and these are things that uh, could be a piece of jewelry that comes out of nowhere, you know, those kind of things or, you know, things like that. And while those are good, for me, you know, they may be credible. I really don't know. But for me, I want to hear the evidence. I want to hear a mother reunited with her son who had committed suicide or a husband and wife that had been married for 50 years and the the wife comes through to the husband. Those are the things that really touch the soul. And one of the things that gave me the backbone to start sharing physical mediumship is I found out that Dan Aykroyd, who wrote the movie Ghostbusters and started Ghostbusters, and of course they use ectoplasm as that green slimy stuff. Well, Dan came from a family of spiritualists and great granddad and granddad had actually had these seances at home and after the grandfather died he and his father had found a chest that was filled with notebooks about all the seances that had happened throughout the years and the people that rematerialized so this young Dan Aykroyd thought oh, I'm going to turn this into a movie and, and added that to the movie so I just think there's this if you want to go on a discovery the evidence is out there as a young minded skeptical Sandra. Sam, I thought I had all the answers. I was so arrogant that if someone talked about near-death experiences, I would say, well, that's, there's an obvious reason that happens. When the brain shuts down, it must just be that we see light and we review our lives. It must just be normal. So highly arrogant, know-it-all. But when I started getting into the world of near-death experiences and I found that there's something like 14 million cases of it and I find these proper doctors that have studied it and scientists and things like that, 
And even people that have had, let me speak properly, people that were blind, that have never had sight in their entire life, have had vision in their near-death experiences and can actually see things that have actually happened. You know, this started opening my skeptical mind to, hey, let's not be so arrogant. Let me do the research. And as human beings, we all have that inner voice that seems to know better. But I don't think that inner voice is often our friend because it can often tell us some awful things about ourselves and not have us take risks, not have us take chances. But it takes sometimes quieting that mind, really having a little bit of courage to say, okay, you know, I don't need to be open about this, but let me see what's possible. But I tell you, Sam, when you, and you know this, when you start delving into these subjects, you start hearing these stories, which is what I love getting on my We Don't Die radio episodes, you can't help but believe. And how comforting is that to know that we don't die and our loved ones haven't either. They've just changed form, one that we can't see right now. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting you mentioned Dan Aykroyd because I know he's been to Lilydale um, a few times. Mm-hmm. I've heard of him popping in there. And I can remember the first time I heard he was there, I was like, that's so interesting. I wonder if Ghostbusters has to do with his views on spiritualism. And, of course, after time, I, I learned a little bit more about him. So I love that you mentioned that because the Lilydale season opens on Friday, for those of you listening um, and it's amazing the people who come forward. And of course, at Lilydale, there's a museum where a lot of journals and things like this are all are all kept. And um, so it's really neat to see all over different accounts of connection with spirit in the UK, across North America, um, and other places in the world too. And there's so many similarities that how would it be possible, especially in these times before television, before radio, you know, where, where contact was not as easy. There's so many different themes that pop up that are the same. And as you know, Sandra, I'm not really one to believe in coincidence. So I believe, you know, these connections are for a reason. And I love how you bring these stories to life for people. Thank you for that. And I want to tell you the most exciting one that's happening right now, if I can. Oh, yes, please do. They're all exciting. There's a Brazilian researcher named Sonia Rinaldi that I had heard about, you know, years ago when I first started my journey. And the story was that she would record, well, how would I put this? Like chopped up sound. She would take an audio file that was somebody speaking or people speaking and just chop it up and play it back. And, of course, it would sound like blah, 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 blah. <laughs> And she would work with parents. Now, this was happening in Brazil, so it was in the Portuguese language. And in person or over the phone, she would talk to the parent and ask the parent to speak as if the child was right there in the room. And in the background, she'd have this blah, 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 blah playing. Well over and over and over again when she played back the recording that chopped up gibberish actually became the voice of the child speaking back to the parent answering the parents questions and responding to the parents now I heard about this back probably 2002 something like that and this was all done in Portuguese as I said and I just thought you know someday I would like to meet this Sonia Rinaldi 
couple of years ago, I was actually at the Afterlife Symposium in Arizona, and she did a presentation that for over the 30 years she's been collecting these voices. However, for the last three years or so, she has been working to collect images. And I'm thinking, oh, images. Well, she, if I can just kind of give you an example, if you can picture this, she would have her camera pointed on, say, a computer or a television screen that just had static playing or nothing even playing. And again, working with people and free of charge, by the way, this woman has never charged anything for her research. But what would happen is when she plays back the video, there would be pictures of the child or person that would be on the screen. So the other world somehow can rearrange the whatever is on our digital cameras these days. I know there's no, no, it's not regular films. So they would rearrange the substance to have the pictures on them. And I was just so fascinated by this. And it was one, and so she had, she's now working in the English language, her team on the other side, she believes Nikola Tesla and some other scientists. And why does she believe it's them? Because their pictures have come through. They've even spoken their name and information about what are the next steps she has to take, what other things to try. I mean, it's really incredible. So she's probably the top reason that I believe right now. But what's happened just recently is I am grateful. She actually spoke at my last two We Don't Die weekend events, which were held in February and March 2019. She did her experimentations, but someone asked her, what's the next stage? What is the next thing you need to do? And gifted her with four mini um, like projectors, just little projectors, movie projectors. And she's created, it looks like an egg. It's a clear, it's actually an Easter egg mold that I don't know if it's a foot tall or 18 inches tall, but it's a Easter egg mold. And inside of it, she'll show these four projectors will all show static and then she will film it. Well, let me just tell you, the loved ones are coming through. Their faces are coming through. Not only that, some of them seem to turn their head. Uh, some of them will start with just a regular face, and then all of a sudden you'll see the smile with teeth. And just maybe three or four weeks ago, one of the pictures she sent me, because let me just back up, she sends me some of these images because she doesn't know who the people are. And then I've posted them on my We Don't Die Listener Facebook group. And so many times someone will say, that's my son, that's my daughter. It's amazing that the connections are there. Well, on this particular day, the batch she sent me, well, didn't some of them look like my dad as a younger man? But they were still blurry. They weren't anything that I could know for certain. And so I sent that little loving prayer to my father. And I'm like, Dad, if you're in Brazil and you're trying to work with Sonia, we need to be a little bit clearer because I'm just not convinced. Well, Sam, the next day, Sonia sent me another batch of, of photographs. And one of them is my dad. And it is so clear. And although I believe in the afterlife, the experience I've had of actually seeing a picture, and it's not a picture that he, that he existed when he was alive. 
I have pictures similar, but it's not that picture. So it's, it's so comforting. And so um, I'll be doing an event in August that's actually like a five-day workshop, really intensive, that will have Scott Milligan there and some mediums doing workshops. And Sonia will be there for the very first time demonstrating live what she does. And, and we can actually use our own cell phones and, and practice and try this stuff. Because just like the world of electronic voice phenomena, which I believe you're are you and your listeners familiar with that? I believe at least some of them would be, but definitely, okay, so like, yeah, some some for sure would. Yeah, electronic voice phenomena is for any of us to use our tape recorder or digital recorder or our iPhone and record something like raindrops. And then when we play it back with a little instruction, of course, that we can hear voices on that. And so years ago, there were only a few people that do about this electronic voice phenomena, EVP. And nowadays, if you Google electronic voice phenomena, there's all kinds of information about how to do it. And there's thousands and thousands of people that have successfully gotten voices from their loved ones. And so why I'm saying this about Sonia's work is I'm delighted that if she starts showing people how it's done, others can reproduce it and then, eventually it'll get to the point where we get some young minds who are interested in technology and the day will come that we're all able to connect with our loved ones, say through our cell phones. So that is incredible. Future's going. Yes. That is incredible. What a neat thing to be able to do. And what a beautiful gift for you to receive right around father's day, that picture of your father. I know. And it was, a young version of my father as if he was in his 20s and I get from every, all the research that we get to be our favorite age when we mm-hmm. and I love that and that was, must be his I see that quite often when spirit steps forward you know I'll have I'll feel an energy that feels grandmotherly but what they're showing me is them you know young and sexy looking <laughs> however they That's wanted to be remembered and um, it's really incredible how they're able to project themselves that way. Yeah, really cool, really cool. My last That's awesome. Is Sonia, if you go to We Don't Die Radio and you type in Sonia Rinaldi, I can't remember the number of the last of that interview. It's one of my most recent ones, 300 and something. But I talked to her and I actually show that picture of my dad and how it materialized. And there's actually a video that goes with it. So it's pretty, pretty cool. That is really cool. That is really cool. Now, you've been doing the live events, and we've, we've kind of mentioned them briefly. Can you share with everyone what, what are you doing for your live events, and how can people be a part of them? Sure. The previous two I had were a little bit different format. The previous two were just a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and they were just jam-packed with all kinds of experts about the afterlife, doing demonstrations, talking about different reasons to believe in the afterlife, giving what I think is all the cutting-edge information about why to believe. And they're really great. About 100 people showed up at each one. And what I thought would be great was for the people that want to take it a little bit deeper, people that really want to experience. So what I'm having this August 11th through 15th is what I call a We Don't Die discovery course. 
So it will, like I said, Sonia Rinaldi will be there. We'll be doing about 40 people in the group, so it's a limited availability. There are still, as we're talking right now, I think about 10 spaces left. Um, be part of witnessing her doing her experimentation, and she's, like I said, she's never done it in public before, so this will be really great. And there'll be smaller groups that break but we will break the group into smaller groups and each will have time to spend with Sonia to really practice doing doing this kind of thing. Also, I mentioned Scott Milligan. He will be doing two of his physical medium seances during this five days. He will also be doing a trance demonstration, which you and I have seen, uh, Tony Stockwell and others. So he will be doing that, which is just fantastic. He's got some really great people that speak through him and the words of wisdom are so great. He'll also, while we're in these smaller groups, the smaller groups will have time sitting with him and sitting in complete darkness to learn how to quiet our mind and to blend energies with the spirit world. So that's fantastic. I've got two mediums named Phil, Philip Dykes and Carrie McLeod who are from the from Scotland, and they are two of the best demonstrating mediums I've seen. Very often when we go for an evidential reading, I have found that there's some mediums that are kind of vague giving information. And while I know their heart's in the right place, I know that there's a level of mediumship to get to, because I've seen it with this Phil and Carrie, that they don't want to hear anything other than yes, no, or I'm not sure. And they yeah. deliver such messages with such love and shared, you know, shared experiences and things. So they'll be doing a couple of demonstrations of mediumship. They'll also be teaching people how to sit in the power and we'll be doing uh, workshops together so that we can practice on each other. Even if you don't think you have any psychic or mediumship abilities, you will be mind blown at what comes out of your own mouth. Cause Sam, I know we're all souls having a human experience and we may not be gifted in mediumship, but I think we all can tap into it. So it's a good opportunity to do that. And then uh, Reverend Kevin Lee will be there. He's an expert on precipitation mediumship. And I think Lilydale has some of the precipitated artwork. So there's things like artwork that can be created from the spirit world. There's things like people have taken, say, pictures of moving water and faces have materialized out of that, or a picture of smoke or fire, pictures have materialized out of that. So we'll be doing a little investigation there. And then um, we've got Stephen and Nick coming from Banyan Retreat in the UK, and they'll be teaching about our healing potential, because all of us human beings, again, souls having a human experience, we've heard about physical healing and how to tap into that. So if anybody's remotely interested in that if you just go to we don't die radio.com there's the purple ad for it and you can click on that to find out more so that's a real mouthful but it's my goal is to have people experience both live and online some of these reasons to believe and the two events that I've had Sam are turned are going to be turned into an online program so even if you can't ever get to one of the live events, you can see what's going on in the world of afterlife. That is amazing. That's amazing. And I have seen Philip before he's come um, to Canada a few times as well. And you're right. He's an amazing evidential medium. And um, 
for those of you who know me well know that I'm I'm a big stickler on the evidence piece because much like Sandra, I, I get a little skeptical for, as well. And, and although I know that, you know, many, many mean well, a few messages just don't do it for me. So I really, um, as well, very much no, no feeding the mediums. Yes, no, I'm not sure is more than enough because spirit's going to tell me what you need to know. And um, so I love that you've got that piece there about the evidence because it's so important. And it really takes that skeptical piece out of the equation and it really leaves people not guessing. They just, they know and they understand that their loved ones are around them. And that's really, you know, a big part of the reason that I do mediumship is for that healing piece so that people understand that they can connect with their loved ones and I love that you point out that everyone does have the ability to connect and even if you don't call yourself a medium and even if it doesn't come to you quite as easily we all have those moments where we can connect with spirit whether it's just that you know we can maybe smell grandma's perfume or grandpa's cigarettes or feel that brush behind us or that squeeze in the shoulders or something like that to let us know they're there Spirit does show up for us. So um, I love that you mentioned those things. And certainly that sounds like an absolutely incredible event. So if you are looking to dive deeper into playing, because that's where all our learning happens, um, you know, that playful curiosity, then definitely head over to We Don't Die Radio and get one of those last 10 spots that are left. And where is that event going to be held, Sandra? Oh, I didn't even mention that. It'll be in Orlando, Florida. Orlando, Orlando, Florida. You can't beat that. You'll even get to go see Mickey Mouse while you're there. I know. I I feel so strong that the evidence is out there and it provides so much comfort. But beyond Mm -hmm. that, when we really get that we don't die, Sam, I think we live a different life. I think it gives us the potential to try things we've never tried before to go after our dreams, to know that we can really never fail. I believe that life is an education for our our souls. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that we learn the most of the very hardest times. And I do think, especially if you're listening right to this right now, that some, maybe it was our deepest grief that brought us to listening to this show. However, I think our grief can be that thing that actually sets us sail on our spiritual journey. So while we may think we're looking for just evidence of the afterlife, we're looking for comfort for our grief, there's this this beautiful journey that happens when we start investigating, hey, I'm a heck of a lot more than I thought I was. What? I might have psychic potential? What? You know, I might be able to, who knows what, you know, but... The journey is so can be so great, and I wish for all of us, really, that last time that we get to close our eyes here on Earth, that we can look back and really feel like we got our money's worth out of being here, that we did the things we wanted to do, we said the things we wanted to say, um, and we do have that little inner voice that's trying to keep us safe and might tell you not to do things, but, you know, it's not always our best friend. So I think our, having our dreams realized is outside of our comfort zone, and it takes something. So to be listen, able to listen to your show, my show, go to events, read great books, all of those things to keep a habit of tuning in 
will help us stay in touch with that part of ourselves that that is divine and it's so important so if you haven't heard one of sam's episodes in a long time go back on one of the previous ones and you, you know you hear something newly and i think it's just so vital there it's like soul food i know oprah uses that but soul food yeah it really is. It really is. And, and you know, I love how you point that out because grief actually can be such a catalyst, you know, although, um, you know, we feel it's, you know, sometimes are the deepest depths that we can go. It really can project us to something much bigger, whether, and grief, you know, can come from a loss of a loved one, but of course it can come from so many other places too. You know, I, um, I know a gal, she, she's going through a difficult divorce and she said, you know, I don't think I could have ever been in this much pain in my life and to see the changes coming about and, and she has discovered that she can connect with spirit and it's, it's just so magical. She never thought that that's what would come from that journey, but she's found herself. So, so I, I love this and, and you can really discover so much about yourself by attending things with new people, with new ideas. So definitely check out Sandra's event for sure. Um, so Sandra, when do you think you're going to be coming to Canada? Well, my gut is saying either the end of 2019, not 2019. It wouldn't be this year. We're, you know, time goes by so fast. I can't believe it. It does. Let's just say simply put, let's just say simply put 2020. Awesome. Schedule is a little bit insane for the rest of this year, but going forward, there's some great things. And um, yeah, Canada's included. Oh, good. You'll have to let me know so I can share away because uh, you'll definitely be welcome here. And it's funny you mention that because you know people will will say to me, "Oh, you know what what's on the schedule or what when's your next free." I am already booking into 2020 as well. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just incredible. There's so many wonderful people to see and things to do that, you know, the schedule, it looks different in this world than it does when you're in the nine to five, I think. I know, definitely. But it's great. We, you know, it's really super, I think, being part of this conversation because the people that I've met, people that I've interviewed, you and friends that we have in common, we all join arm in arm to get this message mm-hmm. out. It's not a competition. No. It is let's work together to heal grieving hearts to let people know the bigger picture. And I love that. I really do. And I, you know, one of the reasons about having maybe raising the level of some mediumship is I, I do feel, and it's not just in mediumship. I think, I don't want to say there's con artists in every field, but I think there are. And there's also good people that know they're doing the best they can, but to educate them that they could be better. I know some people mm-hmm. that are charging three, four, five hundred dollars an hour for readings, and they'll do something like, "I've got a man here that's got an M name," and that's I all mean. you get. And that that to me is heartbreaking. So if we can raise the level and really have every medium that's credible be the best they can be and support them together. I, I think that's one of the best ways of, of getting this vital information out. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love that you mentioned that because, you know, there, I do hear sad stories quite often from people that will come to me for readings and they'll say, you know, the last person that I saw, you know, I, 
I didn't know that it was them or the medium told me that, you know, my husband's going to die before he's 40 or some horrible things like this. But there's no healing peace and no evidence. And and so I really, I encourage anyone who's working with mediumship or any other healing service and knowing that, you know, healing work is a part of mediumship and spiritualism as well. You're working with vulnerable people and it's important to really embrace that responsibility um, ethically. And it's important to really ensure that you have the evidence in place that people first of all know that that is their loved one and then just give them what you're getting so that they can receive the message they're meant to receive. I think it's so crucial and important. And one of the ways you can do that is, you know, really check your mediums out before you book a reading, if that feels good for you. Um, see if they've got any anything where you can hear them speaking or delivering messages. Uh, that's one thing that's great with Lilydale because there's so many different mediums to choose from, but you can actually just go to one of the message services and see a little bit about their style to really feel if that's the one right for you or if you like their delivery and other places as well. So, um, so know that it is a really big responsibility. And I love the work that's happening to really increase the bar of what's acceptable because unfortunately there, there are some people who've been wounded through a reading before because it wasn't, um, it wasn't shared in, in a kind way. Yeah, and mediums shouldn't be predicting the future. They shouldn't be uh, telling you your health problems. There's just mm-hmm. an integrity level there. And I do, and you know this, you know, medium can be like the telephone relaying information, but it does go through the, the mind of the medium as well. So your medium tries to step mm-hmm. out of the way and just be a pure connection. Sam, I want to share something I just did because this might be a value. Um, last week I did a fundraising benefit for saving the children and the cost was $25 a person to attend it was an online demonstration of mediumship with Phil and Carrie that was part of it and the other part of it was me giving my most updated 10 reasons to believe in the afterlife and oh I love it yeah and it's it's although it's not available as a live thing anymore we did film it and we are asking for a donation if you want to see it Every single dime we collect, and we've already raised about $2,000, is going to the global organization Save the Children, which is one of those organizations where over 90% of the money actually goes to the fund. It doesn't go to, you know, you hear about these nonprofits that 50% go to the president. You know, it's not one of those. It's really, really a good one. So I created a website for it called AfterlifeEvidenceOnline.com, and you can watch the video replay of that event. If oh, awesome. You don't want, yeah, AfterlifeEvidenceOnline.com. If you don't want to make a donation to that, I totally get it. I also have, if you just look on YouTube, I think it's, if you just type in Sandra Champlain, 10 Reasons to Believe, that was recorded uh, maybe a couple of years ago, the information I had then. But then again, also my information is in my book, which again, your listeners can get for free. And also I now have over 300 hours of episodes. So you can just scroll through wedontdieradio.com and say, oh, that one's on a near-death experience. Ooh, that one's on physical mediumship. Ooh, that one's on 
whatever, you know, and, and you can play all the different ones. So I try my very best to get as much information out as I possibly can to get to the people looking because, man, grief hurts. And I tell you, life hurts. I mean, it's tough. There's some really awful things that happen to us human beings. And to give us just a little hope that it's all for a purpose, that we can learn, we can love, we can share. I think the best thing to do is to help another human being. So if all else fails, think of a, think of something you could do for someone else. Kind of get out of your own way to let healing begin. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, that's part of the reason that we're all on this journey together is so that we can help raise the vibration and help each other, even if it's just by smiling at someone on the street. You have no idea how much that can raise their energy for that day. And we're here to help each other. And, and I love that you point out there's not competition. You know, we're all in this together. And any opportunity we have that we can help um, share information and insight and grow our community, I think it's really important to do that. And it's fun. I love hanging out with people like you and our listeners because you can have this kind of conversation. Whereas I think, you know, it's so funny because in my life, people that I actually see on a daily basis, I don't talk about this. It's still kind of like I get one eyebrow up. Oh, you're into that afterlife thing. Mm -hmm. But to have friends and be able to get in, in touch, whether it's a Facebook group or whether it's a live event or, you know, whatever, it's so free to just be able to talk like this. Yay. Mm-hmm. Share what we're passionate about. And we have a lot of fun together. A lot oh, do we ever. Do we ever. Yeah. And there's so many places. You know, I can remember being a teenager and everything was so hush-hush. You know, my mom would sneak her friends up for a reading or, you know, only certain friends knew that I would do things. And everything, it felt like... You know, it had to be behind closed doors. And I really want to say that's not the case anymore. You might get some weird looks from time to time, but for the most part, we are so fortunate to be in this era together, able to share this information without fear of being prosecuted or ostracized or things like that. We, We actually get to find more people with the same light by sharing. And there's so many places, whether it's online communities or in-person communities or start your own community, where we can all really help build this, this community bigger and bigger. And the beauty with that is the more people we connect with, the more we actually get to learn. And um, that's what takes us even further. And, you know, I've been doing this for so long, but I do invest in training for myself every year. And I learn something every single time I go to something. Absolutely. And it's fun, it's informative, and we get to grow in the process. And then what we learn, we share with others, don't we? Yes, we do. We sure do. We sure do. So if there was something you haven't yet tried and someone yet you haven't interviewed, what would those two things be? Something I haven't yet tried. Well, I want to sit and develop the whole world of trans mediumship. And now, yes, I've taken the courses, but to, to, to be part of a circle, that a home circle that meets every Wednesday night, one of our houses, and 
whatever that looks like, to really develop mm-hmm. and see what's possible. Like for me and my own development, I just love it. I mean, I just, that's where I want to go. Because just doing some of these automatic writing, I guess you could call it, or automatic typing, you know, I'm mind blown about what's possible. But what's really possible being with a group of people that are actually listening, you know, so mm-hmm. that would be that. And then the person I wouldn't mind interviewing would be Anita Morjani. Do you know her story? I do. I do, actually. Yeah. She's, she's fascinating. She wrote the book Dying to Be Me, and she was diagnosed with cancer and very quickly got, the, got to the end of her life where there was absolutely nothing that could be done for her. And in her near, uh, I'll call it a near-death experience, she actually went to the other side, had a vision, spoke to people, and was told that you may come back, but with the agreement of sharing the bigger reality with the world and of kind of a deal she would make. And long story short, she chose to live and her body healed within weeks. And this is all documented, all through medicine, all documented. This is the real deal. And since yeah. then, she's gone on to really making a difference with a lot of people. But she's one of those speakers that it's very hard to get to. <laughs> but I wouldn't mind talking to her. That is wonderful. I know my friend, have you chatted with Lindsay Marino? No. Okay, she's in Florida as well in Tampa. And I know I think it was probably about five years ago she interviewed Anita and uh yeah, it was a wonderful chat and I'm trying to remember where I saw her. Likely at a Hay House event. And she just her energy feels so down to earth and so kind. Yes. She just has, you know, that uh, good heart about her. So I think that'd be a great guess and we'll just manifest it's going to happen. So stay tuned, everybody. You're going to get to hear Sandra interview Anita Morjani on We Don't Die Radio. So that'll be really cool. And, you know, around the trance, let's chat about that just for a couple of minutes because you said something really powerful that I want our listeners to understand. And that is that you talked about sitting in circle, whether it be every Wednesday night or whatever it is. And here's the thing. What Sandra's chatting about is a practice. And if you're wanting to develop mediumship or anything else, even playing guitar, it comes down to practice and having that time and that safe space where you can grow and explore. So know that even those of us who do this professionally, um, people who do this locally where you live, there's an idea of practice around it and sitting and having a safe community where you can grow and explore and um, feel safe making mistakes so that you can learn from that too. So I really love that you mentioned that because um, I think it's important for people to understand that it, it actually is a practice. It is. And you don't have to be with a circle of people. There's no excuse for doing that, not doing this. It mm-hmm. is uh, you, you can call it sitting in the power. I think that's the, what is the term for it for most people speak. Yeah. But it's blending 
with the unseen world for your own power as a soul and to quiet your mind and make it a practice of doing it with a loving intent to blend. The the way I do it, and you can take it on or not, but I, Sam, I actually imagine a big light, well, little light in me that starts to grow, starts to grow, starts to grow. And next thing you know, this just white light is just emanating out of all my pores. And then I imagine the sun, which is my representation of the divine light. And it just kind of blends with my light. And then I just quiet my mind. That's it. And just ask the spirit world, whatever I need for my own growth, let it be. And then I just sit and you know, if you can sit for five, 10 minutes, if you can sit for longer, great. But just with that loving intent and people like Phil and Carrie that I talk about, they say that is the number one thing to raise the vibration of yourself. If you're a medium, raise the level of your evidence, all that kind of thing. So that is something that's free and we can do it our, on our own. It's just mm-hmm. finding the time, making the time and setting the practice, like you say. Beautiful, beautiful. And and for those of you listening, you'll notice Sandra talked about love. You know, there was no fear in her voice. And, you know, I get that question a lot. Like, aren't you scared? I'm not scared because my practice comes from love. And when we have love, there's not room for fear. And I find that when that fear shows up, it's often either a miscommunication or a lack of understanding. And there's so many people that we can reach out to to ask our questions and get clarification that we can really settle that piece around fear down, which just opens up that love space even more. So definitely, if there's something you're interested in doing, set the time aside, get in the practice and and do that from that space of love. And that's really going to help you do really whatever it is you're wanting to do and call in whatever you're wanting to call into your world. So Sandra, okay, thank you. Yeah, sure. Can I share something just quick? Cause I know it's at, it's at the end. I went to a mediumship weekend course and the way this medium said to be is in the present moment. And with everything I had, just love the person in front of me. Mm-hmm. Just love them. No other instruction but what comes to mind when you love them. And it was through creating that feeling of love that all of a sudden these accurate bits of information came. And so even if you aren't interested in being a medium, what would it be like to go through life and people that are with you just love them and just watch miracles unfold? Absolutely. And that's, it's really that easy too. And, and, and even if it's not for mediumship, even if you have a challenging relationship in your world, if you can just get into that space where you're just loving them and understanding they're running their own program and it has nothing to do with you, imagine how you can even evaluate, ev- evaluate your relationships in that way. So it's really incredible. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining us today, Sandra. I always love chatting with you. And um, I'm looking forward to our paths crossing again in the future and definitely looking forward to whenever you come to Canada because I'd love to show you around. Um, So thank you again. And remember, if you're listening, Sandra has so many gifts that she's given you today and you can find them on we don't die radio. Um, dot com. So be sure to check that out and subscribe to her her show on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to your podcast. You can also subscribe to Soulful Connections 
um, as well in those same places. So thank you again for joining us today. Thank you. Excited that we got to chat. To chat. Me too, me too. And if you are looking to connect with me, you can do that at one of my live events. I know the next one is tomorrow night in Niagara Falls. I'll be hosting um, Wine and Spirits at Johnny Rocco's. I also have you know, workshops coming up. I uh, have classes and of course I'll be teaching at Lilydale August 28th and 29th and those tickets are on sale now too. And I hope you have an absolutely beautiful, magical day. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. And uh, I'm looking forward to connecting with you next time on Soulful Connections.